Hey, hey, everybody. It's Nairby from CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby in subliminal advertising everywhere with big muscles and a firm ass and Porsches and mansions. Yeah, you didn't hear that from me, though. It's time for another episode of Bayside Buddy. This is episode 7. Available on uh, uh, Stitcher, the other ones, uh, iTunes and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud, as well as SeroGrips.com. Spread the word. Is that an airplane? Oh. Airplanes are awesome. Nairby has big muscles. Anyway, today we're going to be recapping and reviewing uh, Saved by the Bell Season 1, Episodes 13 and 14, as we're getting closer to the end of the first season. Here on Bayside Buddy, the greatest uh, podcast about Saved by the Bell that you've ever listened to in the last five seconds. You can't tell me that's not true, because it is. Anyway, we start with Season 1, Episode 13. This one is entitled The Election. Air date, November 18th, 1989. And we start with the crappy version of the intro song that uh, I talked about last episode of Bayside Buddy, CEOandGrapers.com. The one that goes, Saved by the Bell, that one. Terrible. Just awful. They should never have brought that back. But anyway, after that god-awful version of the intro, we're in the halls of Bayside. And Zach tells us that the school elections are being held this week. And his best friend, Jesse, is running for president. It's funny how he calls Jesse his best friend when he is supposed to be Screech, isn't it? But yeah, elections. And if you're listening to this as I update them, <sighs> I just want to say... I don't understand why countries outside of other countries that are having an elections give a crap about those countries' elections, but that's just me. So anyway, Zach tells us that all he wants are buses, blondes, and brunettes. Zach then tells Jesse that being president is a waste of time, and Jesse disagrees, and she says that she cares about the student body. Zach says that he also cares about the student body and points out that he cares about Kelly's student body. As Kelly tells Zach... But that's a campaign he's not going to win. So you can't get away with saying that now without getting in trouble on social media because they're so sensitive over there. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Anyway, Jesse then says that being president is important as her mom got involved in polit- or political issues when she was young and she wants to make her mommy proud. Zach insists that it's a waste of, waste of time because nothing ever gets changed. I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> Anyway, Jesse tells Zach that if he wants things to change, he should run. Zach replies that that would be like asking Roseanne Barr to skip a meal. <sighs> I don't care what anybody says. I'm a big fan of Roseanne because I like the personality. I like the funniness. And again, I don't care what anybody says. Roseanne Barr, in the original run of the Roseanne show, from about season three onwards, I think she was hot, man. Okay. It probably had a lot to do with the sense of humor, but it made her hot. I think she's even hot now. They did that Roseanne Barr roast a couple years ago on Comedy Central. I think she looked very, very tasty. So, and you did too. Roseanne Barr, everybody's favorite Roseanne. Yeah, subliminal. Anyway, Mr. Dooley arrives and he welcomes Jesse to the political world and tells Zach to get to class. Zach says that he needs to go get his tape recorder first. Because he doesn't want to miss anything in, in, or it's not, it's Dewey. In Dewey, Mr. Dewey's algebra class. And Dewey replies that Zach may laugh now, but when he's at a cocktail party and people start making algebra jokes, you won't know what everybody's laughing at. (laughs) For those who don't remember Dewey, he was that little scrawny, wimpy teacher with the glasses. And, well, you're going to hear him in the audio inserts during this episode. You'll remember when you hear his voice. He was, he was great. He appeared every now and then from what I remember in uh, episodes. He didn't have very many appearances, but he, he was he was sparse. He was sporadic. So anyway, Mr. Belding shows up and he tells Mr. Dewey that the grant uh, from the government has gone through. And it's going to give the winner of the school election a free trip to Washington. Belding tells Dewey that he wants it to be a surprise for the student who wins the election. And Dewey suggests just, wait, just go into Washington without the winner. <laughs> We then see that Zach overheard everything, and he decides to get involved in running the election because he wants to go to he wants to go to he wants to go to Washington, which I don't understand, but I don't know. There's there's monuments and architecture out there, so I guess okay. Later, Mr. Dewey tells the class that uh, that the filing to run for school president ends today, and Jesse is the only candidate. 
Dewey then suggests that Lisa run as well, but Lisa refuses because Jesse's her friend. Zach then says that he wants to run, and everyone is shocked. The bell rings, and Jesse wants to know why Zach suddenly wants to just why do he, why does he want to play? Zach says that he just wants to be a good American. Jesse says that she's going to kick Zach's ass. And Zach responds that he's going to wipe Jesse out. And Dewey announces that the campaigning the campaigning is now on. Later at the max, Jesse and Zach give election promises to the students. And if I'm elected student body president, I promise to uphold our school constitution. And I promise to promote a healthier, more productive environment by removing all products with artificial ingredients from school vending machines. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> hey, regarding our school constitution... Who cares? <laughs> That's for artificial ingredients. Hey, I think they've gotten a bum rap. But do you want to live a life without pizza, nachos, or hot dogs? No! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the candidates, Jesse Spano and Zach Morris. <sighs> I remember my last year of high school, and it was in the at the end of the year, which I'm sure it is like every school, where they have the elections for the following year's student council. In my last, yeah, my last year, two of the students who were running for school president, one of them thought he was a shoo-in because he was popular and finger quote funny. So he decided to make his initial campaign speech at the assembly funny and all that shit. But he got his ass handed to him by a very well-known smart kid. So thank God I voted in that election and I voted for the smart kid. Even though I wasn't going to be there the following year. I didn't want Aurora High to be friggin' run by an idiot who just thought he was funny and nothing else. Yeah. So anyway, Max wishes Jesse good luck. And he reveals a Spano is my mano picture <laughs> on, on his apron. <laughs> Spano is my mano. <laughs> Zach sees this and he asks Max whose side he's on. That's when Max quickly rips away uh, the layer of his apron to reveal a I back Zach picture. <laughs> Playing both sides, man. I love it. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Anyway, Lisa asks Jesse, you know, you got to be politically correct because you know, if you're politically incorrect, you can get in trouble on Twitter. <sighs> Twitter. Anyway, Lisa Lisa asks Jesse if she could be her campaign manager, and Jesse scoffs at the idea, saying that they don't have much in common, which is funny. They're 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 friends, but all right. Lisa quickly grabs two Airhead Girl students and asks them if they'll vote for Jesse, and the girls say totally, sure if Lisa wants them to. Jesse sees this and hires Lisa to be her campaign manager. Jesse then asks Kelly if she wants to work for the campaign, and Kelly says that she needs to hear both sides first. In order to be fair, Jesse freaks out and says that they're women. They go to the bathroom together and they vote together. I watched this and I got cringed the hell out because God, this episode was way ahead of its time. That's the kind of ridiculous nonsense you have now. Everybody of a certain identity has to vote the same way or else you're a traitor to that identity. Eat my hairy ass. Take a look at the political what's going on in the political world for the last few years and tell me I'm wrong. I work in the media for 25 years. I know how it works. And trust me, it's all our fault, as in the media. We're scumbags. Anyway, Kelly, seriously, for real, don't 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 believe a word we said we tell you. There's always an unedited version of the videos that we show you. Anyway, Kelly is serious. Seriously, there is. Kelly is shocked. Seriously, there is. There is. Trust me, there's unedited video. Look what you all made me do. Now I'm thinking about politics and I hate it. Okay, think about subliminal messaging. All right, there we go. Boobs. All right, Kelly is shocked at Jesse's behavior. And Jesse reminds Kelly that she voted for her to be head cheerleader. And Kelly says that that was different because she was just one piece of a pyramid. While Jesse would run the entire school. Meanwhile, Zach expresses his confidence to Screech about winning and tells him that the winner gets a free trip to Washington. He asks Screech to go to his mom's workplace to get some brochures for Washington. Slater then arrives and we get some woos from the female members in the live studio audience. That's the first time that I noticed the uh, the females in the studio audience doing the woo-woo for anybody. 
But uh, Slater and eventually Zack go on to get a ton of them as, this, as the uh, universe goes on. Anyway, Zack runs up to Slater. And he calls him his main man. Slater quickly shoots Zack down and tells him he's voting for Jesse. Zack replies that they're both men. And they go to the bathroom together and they vote together. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that women go into the bathroom together stuff. I mean, I... At work, we have two big bathrooms or washrooms, whatever you want to call them, for the men and the women with multiple stalls and stuff. And I don't like it when coworkers are in the bathroom when I'm in there. I don't want I don't want to hear them taking a dump and I don't want them to hear me taking a dump. But I guess females dig that. <laughs> anyway, Zach, Zach asks Slater, what, what would the world be like if a woman ran it? And Slater replies that it would be less violent and color coordinated. Zack tells Slater that he's either with him or he's not. Slater tells Zack that he's not with him. Slater then asks Jesse if, he, if she thinks Zack is up to something. And Jesse replies that if Zack's awake, he's up to something. And we get a commercial break. Man, these new WWF figures, ha ha! They got real wrestling action! Me and shows, everybody's got a price! Ah, the American Dream will put you to sleep! And Hacksaw's gonna cut you down! Pay for that. Plus, Logan with my new Macho Master. Man, Hulk's just gonna put the squeeze on you, and now you're taking the ultimate punishment. Let's get ready! Hulk, run all of ya! New WWF figures so close to the real thing. It's like being in the ring. After the break, uh, Slater is quickly walking through the halls, and we hear a small smattering of woos again from the females in the studio audience. And then we hear more of them when Slater bumps into Screech and knocks him down. It's, it's like it's like he was walking. They like what they saw, and they're like, woo, woo. Then he bumps into a kid, knocks him down, and be like, oh, yeah, woo. God. Uh, you females. <laughs> anyway, Slater apologizes to Screech, and he says he didn't see him. And Screech replies that he hoped he didn't hurt Slater. <laughs> oh, I love the foil. Slater Slater helps, helps Screech pick up some stuff that he dropped, and he finds brochures for Washington. Slater asks Screech what they're for, and Screech says that he would rather die than talk. Slater then decides to do a little intimidation. He walks closer to Screech. Screech quickly reveals that he's on a secret mission for Zack, and the brochures are for him. Slater wants more information, and threatens Screech by lifting him up against a locker. Screech tells Slater that Zack found out that the winner of the election gets a free trip to Washington for a week. Screech then asks Slater if he's going to ruin Zack's fun, and Slater says that the fun is about to begin. We then go to the boys' locker room, where Belder, Belding is working out with a couple of, uh... uh, uh I'm going to be generous here and say five-pound weights. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the buffest principal of all? You are, you stud muffin, you. Slater. I was, uh, rapping with the mirror. I, uh, see you're working out. Always, Slater. Just thought I'd pump a little iron. My body didn't get like this overnight, you know. Oh, I'm sure it took days, sir. Gotta give you something to shoot for. Doesn't it, son? Sure does. Uh, uh listen, uh, I just wanted to say I hope you have a great time in Washington. Thank you. See ya. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. How did you know I was going to Washington? Well, Zach told me, you know, I guess he's just lucky that the year he ran is the year there's a free trip. So that's why he's running. Mr. Belding, are you saying that Zach would run just to get out of school and miss homework so he could party his brains out? Slater, sweet, innocent man-child. Zach Morris is like a vacuum cleaner. and He'll suck you in if he can. But I've got a plan of my own. I'm going to pull his plug right now. Just as soon as I get dressed. <laughs> yep, Belding showing us them guns again. Yeah, well done, Belding. Richard. Anyway, later, class is about to end and Zach wants to show a campaign video. Mr. Dewey asks the class if anyone objects and Lisa stands up. 
She says that she objects on behalf of Lisa, or sorry, on behalf of Jesse Myrtle Spaniel, Span, Span, Myrtle, on behalf of Jesse Myrtle Spano. In the class, make fun of Jesse's middle name. Mr. Dewey plays the video anyway. America is Zach Morris country. <laughs> From the very beginning. Zack showed he had much in common with the great leaders of yesterday. Zack was born a baby, just like Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln. As he grew up, he got taller, exactly as those great leaders had centuries before. Incredible, but true. And there's more, much more. Zack Morris is a man's man. And... A ladies' man, a pal to the powerful, and kind to the cuddly. Yet, he always has time for the downtrodden, poor unfortunates who have been cast out by society. All he has done, Zach Morris has been recognized as a leader among leaders. <laughs> Thank you, but please let's keep the fainting to a minimum. I want to be your president. Remember my motto, wherever there's trouble, that's where I'll be. Zach Morris, why the heck not? Oh, I, lo- I love the touch of Zach's, the cardboard cutouts. <laughs> oh, and the subtitles of Gorbachev and uh, Castro. Well done, Zach. That's how you do it, man. Kids are easy to fool. Anyway, after the video, Jesse flips out. And she says that Zach is making a, mo- a, a mockery of democracy. <laughs> That's what she said. Anyway, Kelly then comments that after seeing the video and its propaganda, she's now leaning toward Jesse. The bell rings and Belding arrives and he tells Zach that he knows that he found out about the Washington trip. And that's the only reason that Zach is running. Zack denies the charge, and Belding says that the only way Zack can prove wrong is by staying in the election now that the Washington trip has been canceled. Zack gets concerned now upon hearing this news, and Belding says that he and Zack are going to have good times after school and weekend meetings, and they're going to be good buddies. Squeech, squeech, screech quickly pops in, and he tells Zack that the latest polls have him up 70% over Jesse's 30%. And Zach can't lose. Belding congratulates Zach, and Zach tells us that now he doesn't want to win, but he's afraid that he can't lose, and he surely can't quit. He then tells us that there's actually someone who can beat him in the election, and it's Zach himself. And we get another commercial break. Come on, you guys. Only a little. Hungry for a big honey dash. After the break, Lisa Slater and Kelly are at Jesse's house, and Lisa tells Jesse that she's gonna lose big time. Jesse asks Kelly if it's true, and Kelly confirms. Slater then tells Jesse that Zach's got the nerds, the geeks, the jocks, and the party animals. Jesse wonders what she's going to do, and Lisa says that Jesse's got to change her image. Slater says that Jesse needs to lighten, lighten up and be cool in order to appeal to more people. And Kelly agrees. Jesse says that she's desperate and she's got 12 hours to change her campaign and she'll do anything. We then cut to the next day where, for some reason... They're having a presidential debate in Dewey's algebra class. Algebra, algebra class. Uh, yeah, okay. Small set at uh, filming this show, I tell you, man. Can't uh, do, a, do a small gym. All right. Anyway, Dewey lets uh, Zach go first since Jesse hasn't arrived yet. I love this school. Hey, and I love it so much that I propose extending the school date to 12 hours, doing away with holidays and weekends. <laughs> and I want to keep the library open round the clock, because I intend to ask the teachers to double. You make 
at triple the amount of homework we receive in each course. And furthermore, I propose that we... tell you man cringe i was watching this for the review and oh just seeing jesse's just selling out and acting all just airhead was just cringe to me but uh i got a kick out of the nerds applauding zach's more homework promise that was awesome (laughs) later on zach is alone in class and he's reading while when screech arrives and he tells zach that his lead is gone zach is doing only is he's only got a couple of votes now Zack loves the news, but Screech isn't, or he doesn't. Screech tells Zack that he's still okay with the geeks. The party's over with the party animals. He's still got the nerds with glasses, but the nerds without glasses can't see him at all. And he's losing his jock support. <laughs> Zack tells Screech that the trip to Washington is canceled. Now he wants to lose, and he wants Screech to help. Screech agrees to help, but he says that he was hoping Zack would win. And appoints Screech as his first lady. <laughs> Later in the halls, Kelly finds Lisa and tells her that she got eight guys to switch their votes to Jesse by promising to go to the movies with all of them at the same time on Saturday. Well, Kelly is that popular, I guess. Zach and Jesse show up, and Zach compliments Jesse on her debate tactic, but Jesse is now not feeling so good about selling out. I don't blame her. <laughs> that was just awful. Zach tells Jesse that the election is really close now and it will come and it's now going to come down to whose staff works harder as the students are about to cast their votes in algebra class. Screech then arrives and he gives voters a quarter before they vote so they'll vote for Jesse. Quarter. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Vote for Jesse. <laughs> he then whispers to a couple of jocks that Zach takes ballet lessons and to pass it on. Screech then draws a pair of glasses and blacks out some teeth on one of Zack's campaign posters as a group of nerds celebrate this by saying that they knew that Zack was (laughs) pro-nerd. Later, Jesse tells Zack that she hopes that he isn't hurt by the smear campaign that's been going on against him. Jesse says that there there were rumors going around about Zack that he was building Sun. Zack likes this this news. It's going to help him lose for sure now. Kelly arrives and she congratulates Jesse and Zach on their campaigns. And she says that she wanted to vote for both of them, but she just couldn't. And she says that she didn't think it was fair how people were slandering Zach. So she voted for him. Jesse and Zach both freak out on Kelly. That's <laughs> because of this. <laughs> oh, Kelly. Anyway, Belding then arrives and he's got the election results. Right in votes. Jason Bateman, nine. <laughs> Alf. Seven, Gilligan six, and the skipper two. <clears throat> now for our two main candidates. Attention mounts, oh what a feeling. Jesse Spano, 342 votes. Zach Morris, 343 votes. Jesse, I was only kidding. I voted for Gilligan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kelly voted for Gilligan. (laughs) I love it, man. (sighs) I love the little just out of the blue funny stuff that these characters do. I mean, that's something that that I I forgot that that Kelly voted for Gilligan until I watched this for the review. And I laughed out loud when she revealed that I voted for Gilligan. (laughs) 
Anyway, Belding then congratulates Zach on winning the election and the trip to Washington. And Zach is shocked, and Belding says that he basically, he, he lied. Just to see if Zach cared more about himself than he did the school. And he was wrong about Zach. Zach then feels guilty by the pat on the back that he got from Belding. And Belding now, now appreciates him, and Zach can't have that. And we go to later on as Jessie is in her room looking upset as she looks at some of her campaign flyers. Zach arrives via Jessie's window and he asks if he can come in and Jessie replies that he's been coming into her window for the last 10 years. Zach says that he stopped by to return Jessie's blankie. Jessie congratulates Zach and Zach tells Jessie that he's sorry that she lost. Jessie says that she's really happy for Zach and that she starts to cry. Zach realizes that being elected president would have meant a lot to Jesse, and Jesse says that it's too late now. She tells Zach that she heard about the Washington trip, and she hopes that he has a good time. Zach then confesses that he knew about the trip the entire time, and that's the only reason that he ran against her. He tells Jesse that he really wanted the trip, but he wants her friendship more. He then tells her that uh, he's going to tell Belding that he resigns as president, and he wants Jesse to be present and go to Washington. Zach apologizes to Jesse and says that he feels bad. And Jesse says that she has something something that'll help Zach. She goes into her dresser drawer and she grabs Zach's she grabs Zach's old teddy bear, Bear Bear, and she returns it to Zach. Zach asks if they're still friends, and Kelly replies that they'll they're friends forever. They hugged. I got a little choked up, and we got the credits. On this great episode, I tell you, man. Even though I, I mentioned earlier that I was surprised that Zach referred to Jesse as you know her, his best friend when he it's supposed to be Screech. That little line of how where Jesse said that Zach's been you know showing up at obviously not in a creepy way. Twenty twenty, calm down. Twenty twenty. But when she said that Zach's been you know stopping by her place via her window for ten years, that. That was cool, man. Just a little... That's all it took to to make me, anyway, realize that, yeah, I mean, these two... Even though Jesse was not in the in Miss Bliss class shows, still, that was just enough to confirm that, yeah, they've been friends for a long-ass time. So, well done. A great episode. And as I said, I, I got just a teeny-eeny-weeny weeny bit choked up when they forgave each other and they did that hug. That was great. That was... That was... Ah... Yeah... Anyway, speaking of, ah, it's time for Season 1, Episode 14. This one entitled The Zack Tapes, a classic episode we're going to get to. I love it. I'm already beginning to smile. (laughs) Uh, Air date, December 2nd, 1989, the day before my 15th birthday. And the birthday present they gave me was they went back to the original intro music, thank God. We start in the halls where Zack tells us that this week is the annual Sweetheart Dance. Where a guy gives his gives away his heart. Slater takes his heart off from around his neck and he presents it to Kelly and he asks her to the dance. And he puts the heart around Kelly's neck. Zach quickly removes it and says that Kelly's going to be going to the dance with him. Slater says that Zach isn't going to the dance because he's in trouble with Belding after dumping tea bags in the school swimming pool. Zach replies that he did it for his history project about the Boston Tea Party. Slater then says Zach then erased the the blackboards with the teacher's toupee. And tomorrow, Belding is having a conference with Zach and Zach's mother. Zach tells Kelly that nothing's going to stop him from going to the dance. And Kelly agrees to wait until tomorrow to decide. Ah, we had one of these, one of those, well, it wasn't anything like this, but we had a turnaround dance thing at uh, my high school I went to where the girls would ask the guy. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> A.K.A. Nobody asked me, damn it. Anyway, uh, I should have used Zach and Screech's approach, but what you gonna do? Anyway, Lisa then appears with a group of students behind her as she's playing the new Beau Re- Revere song. Obviously a made-up, as far as I know, Beau Revere was not an actual singer. And everybody's dancing to it behind Lisa. And yeah, cringe big time. <laughs> Screech arrives and he tells Lisa that she and him are going to be that they're going to be going on a sweetheart dance together. But Lisa disagrees. She then opens up her locker, where a balloon suddenly blows up with a drawing of Screech's face on it. 
Oh God, I love it. Uh, I want one of those balloons, or not? No, not a balloon. A, a shirt with that Screech picture on it, man. That'd be awesome. Lisa pops the balloon, and Screech says that he's that he'll he'll be back. He's not going to give up, man. Screech never gives up, except well, until uh, spoiler alert, uh, Violet shows up, which is a few seasons away from when uh, maybe it's next season. I don't know, but it's coming. Belding arrives and tells the students that there's no music playing allowed in halls, the school halls. The Zach asks Belding, you know, what what is his idea of good music? And Belding replies that the Beach Boys, California Girls, is his idea of good music. Zach says that that's his favorite song too. Belding tells Zach to stop sucking up, and he's still meeting with Zach and his mother. Later, the students arrive for class, and they all have gifts for the teacher. Uh, Jesse arrives with flowers and tells the teacher that she wanted to give them to her since yesterday. Zach arrives with an apple for the teacher. Other students arrive with candy. Class starts and the teacher says that they're going to talk about subliminal advertising. The teacher uses the example of movie theaters flashing pictures of popcorn in the middle of a movie. And uh, I heard about something like this years ago. I don't know if it's actually true. If they ever did it, it might be. But... I mean, maybe that's the reason. I mean, when I go to the movies, as soon as the movie starts, I'm there in my seat until the end. I never get up, but there are the occasional people who do get up. So maybe they do do that, but I can't, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, drive-in theaters would have that, let's not go to the lobby song before the movie starts, but that's not subliminal. That's right in your face. Subliminal, what, what the teacher was talking about here is during the movie, a picture like would literally flash for like a split second that you that you cannot consciously see it but your brain catches it and it reacts but i don't know if that's true it's not, i don't know i mean i i've rarely ever have popcorn or anything from the movie theaters i'm one of those people who sneak shit in because it's cheaper yeah hell one time i snuck a freaking hamburger and fries in <laughs> Anyway, Zach doesn't believe it, and the teachers tells the class that a tape that she played yesterday had hidden messages in it about flowers, candies, and apples. Screech stands up, and he strongly disagrees as he walks up to the teacher's desk, and he hands her a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> the teacher then shows how she pulled it off. Gather round. Listen closely to the tape I played for you yesterday. Now you'll only hear the messages when I take out the music and turn up the voice track. Bring your favorite teacher, Miss Wentworth, apples and candy to eat. She also loves beautiful flowers. And if any of you have a handsome single parent, I'm available. <laughs> Bring your favorite teacher, Miss Wentworth, apples and candy to eat. Well, this is amazing. Does it always work? It usually is effective for a few hours, but remember, it doesn't work on everyone. And there are always minds that get the messages a bit mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I just want to confirm as somebody who's worked in film and television for the last 25 years. Yeah, m mixing audio uh, has never been that simple. But this is television suspension of disbelief. Just saying. We then cut to Zach's room where Screech is hanging out and helping Zach create a tape of hidden messages to mess with Belding in order to keep him from getting meeting with Zach's mother. And they've got three devices, one which will play California Girls, another device which will record Zach's voice, and another device which will mix the two tracks together. Again, it never worked this way, but okay. <laughs> anyway, they then start to record Zach's hidden message. Zach brainwashing building, take one. <laughs> Zach Morris is a good kid. Zach Morris is a great student. Zach Morris is a fine human being. Zach Morris is the son I never had. You're building son? I never knew that. Yeah, again, it never worked that way. It was never that simple. But I do remember, I do remember years ago, there was, I'm like, 30-something years ago, maybe. There was a controversy around a Judas Priest song. I wonder if anybody remembers that. Which This song, I don't know which song it was, but apparently, supposedly, I don't know if this was true. I mean, 
not going to bash on the Christians or religion, but back then, you know, there were some crazy Christians out there. Apparently, a Judas Priest song, if you played it backwards, there were hidden messages that would tell people to kill their parents if you played it backwards. I don't know, there was like a news report about it claiming that, you know, apparently some kid killed his parents after listening to a Judas Priest song and then some finger quote expert came on to play the song backwards and and it supposedly said kill your mother and I, I didn't hear it but alright I guess you hear what you want to hear anyway we cut to school the next day and Lisa's on the lookout to avoid Screech as a garbage bin then starts to follow her from behind Lisa tells Slater and Kelly that she's been cha- that she's been chasing or that Screech has been chasing her with his heart when Screech suddenly pops out of the garbage bin and places his heart around Lisa's neck, Lisa freaks out and quickly removes it and runs off. Belding arrives and Zack offers him a new enhanced Dolby version of California Girls by the Beach Boys. A new enhanced Dolby version. Yeah, Dolby was the shit back then. Now it's, uh, well, it's like THX, but Dolby was, uh, was the king back in the day. A new enhanced Dolby version. All right, Jack. <laughs> anyway, Belding accepts the tape and tells Zach that he's still not off the hook. Slater then tells Kelly that 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 proves that Zach can't. I'll try to say that a thousand times. Bloody hell. Slater then tells Kelly that that proves that Zach can't go to the dance, and Kelly agrees to wear Slater's heart. Zach is not happy about this, and he kicks the garbage bin. As Screech is still inside and he screams in pain. We then go to Belding's office where he's listening to Zack's tape. And Zack arrives. I wish they all could be California girls. Come in. Hello, Zack. You're late. Where is your mother? She is supposed to be here. Uh, My mother? I told her not to come. You told your mother not to come? Yes. Who cares? Zach Morris is a good kid. Well, I was hoping you'd say that, sir. Now, Zach, this is very serious business. Mr. Testaverde said that you dumped tea bags into the swimming pool. Well, do you believe him, sir? Of course not. Zach Morris is a fine human being. <laughs> now, Zach, your math and science teachers say you're getting D's. Well, I don't believe that, sir. Neither do I. <laughs> Zach Morris is a great student. Will that be all, sir? I'll decide when this meeting is over, young man. There's one other thing I have to say. There is? Zach Morris is the son I never had. (laughs) Have a good time at the dance. Here's ten bucks, son. Thanks, Dad. I wish they all could be California. Oh, yep. Anyway, after that, Zach leaves Belding's office and he tells us that if this works on principles, it should work on girls. And uh, you can't do anything like that, even suggest it, without getting in trouble on Twitter as we go to a commercial break. After the break, Screech arrives at the Max to meet Zack, and Zack asks Screech if he's given out all the tapes with the hidden messages yet. Screech says that he's given them out to every dork, nerd, and geek in Bayside. Now it's time to see if Zack's plan works. Thanks for that tape. It's my favorite song. I knew you'd like it. Will you go to the dance with me? Oh, Edgar, I'm just thrilled you're not taken. It works. I'm not sure, Zach. Edgar's a pretty cool guy. He's all sitting in chess. Did you get the tape I sent you? Yes. Let's go steady. Waitress! 
Waitress! What can I get you, master? I'm sure you know by now. <laughs> oh, Screech, this is great. Hey, Kelly and Lisa are going to be ours forever. I don't know. What if Wendell and Edgar get there first? We're sending them tapes about us, you silly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love little Alan. <laughs> and the audience reaction upon seeing him, how they just freak out. at <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Little stumpy kid with a glass. Well, they all have glasses, but you know what I'm talking about. Little Alan. <laughs> anyway, Zach then tells Screech that he needs to switch the Bull Revere tapes and Kelly and Lisa's cassette players with the copies that Zach has made. Screech confirms that he's got the tapes. And Zach asks him if he's checked the tape that uh, Zach made for Kelly. Screech says that he's listened to it ten times. And he asks Zach to the dance. <laughs> we cut to the girls' locker room. Lisa and Kelly are there as well as Jesse. Screech walks in dressed as a girl. Lisa and Kelly greet girl Screech and leave. Jesse then asks girl Screech if he, she, or it is new to the school and Screech says that uh, he, she, it is. Jesse introduces herself and she's wearing a heart with the name Steve on it. Screech introduces himself as Barbara Bush. <laughs> Jesse tells Barbara that she's going to need a uniform to play soccer for gym class. And Barbara cries that she doesn't have one. Jesse tells Barbara that she'll get him or her or it one and she leaves. Barbara then goes into the lockers and switches the tapes. Later on, Kelly rushes to find Zach in the halls and she tells him that she doesn't want to go to the dance with Slater now. And she now realizes how much she cares for Zach. Slater reminds Kelly that she's wearing his heart. And quick Kelly quickly removes it and just tosses it to the ground. Kelly then begs Zach to take her to the dance and Zach gives her his heart. As Slater leaves and he's he's not happy. He's pissed. Yeah, but hey, take your dimples and go away. Making the rest of us look like we're worthless. You and your muscles, clown. Lisa then arrives and she's looking for her screech. And she's looking for her screech. Even though she's wearing a heart with the name Derek on it. Screech calls out to Lisa from inside a locker and Lisa tells Screech to come out, calling him her handsome hunk. <laughs> Lisa tells Screechy that she wants him to be her date for the dance and that if he even looks at anyone else, she's going to die. And she begs him not to torture her anymore. And she calls Screech her manly Mustang. Screech agrees to be Lisa's date and he and Zack high-five each other. Ah, oh, Screech, but it doesn't end there, man. <laughs> we then go to the Max, where Jessie's doing some homework and listening to music on her Walkman. Yeah, Walkman. Man, remember those things, man? They just ate batteries like no tomorrow. Ugh, Walkman and cassette tapes. Don't miss those. Anyway, Jessie tells, tells Max that all the Bull Revere tapes were sold out, so she had to borrow Kelly's. Max then notices the heart around Jesse's neck and points out that she's going to the dance with Steve Glossom or something, whoever that is. Jesse confirms that she that you know yes, but she'd rather go with Zach. She thinks she's that she'd have a better time with Zach because Zach is good-looking, smart, and funny. Yes, that's Zach Morris. Lisa and Kelly then arrive, and they see Jesse. Jesse, Jesse, guess what? Screech said he'd go to the dance with me. Lisa, are you talking about Screech as in Get Lost Creep? You're just jealous. Tiger Man is a great catch. <laughs> what I got? I thought you were going with Slater. I was until I knew I could go with my Zach. He's the kind of boy every girl dreams of. Great looking, smart, and funny. Yes, that's Zach Morris. I love it, Tiger Man. <laughs> But that's what Slater claimed that Jesse called, uh, referred to him as uh, in the in one of the previous episodes where they had the mock marriages and shit. And Slater said that uh, Jesse calls her calls him Tiger Man. But now it's now that Screech's name. It's freaking Slater trying to steal all the women, and now he's trying to steal all the pet names. Uh, anyway, Jesse and Kelly are shocked that they're fighting over Zach. As they scan the Max and they see all the nerd boys being just fawned all over by the popular girls. 
The girls then wonder if someone's been messing with their heads when a light bulb appears over Jessie's head and she remembers Miss Wentworth's subliminal advertising lesson and she wonders if anyone's been using it on them. Lisa's shocked at this suggestion and she says that her screechy is the buffest bronco on earth before realizing that she's been brainwashed and the girls believe that Zack is behind it all and he did it with the Beau Revere tapes. Lisa wonders how he could have done it when the tapes were never out of their hands. I bet he did it with this Beau Revere tape. But how? The tapes were never out of our hands. Except during soccer practice. Hold on. There was a strange little girl in the locker room. Yeah, we saw her. Just think about it, okay? Take off the glasses. <laughs> and the long hair. <laughs> and the dress. You don't have a Barbara You have a Screech And wherever there's a Screech There's a Zack This is war Ah yes I love it That thought bubble of Screech Getting stripped down Is classic That's such a great idea Just the thought bubble and just how everything suddenly happened, like voodoo as they're saying it. Brilliant. Just brilliant. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that since then. I think this is the only time I've seen that, man. People need to use that more often. Anyway, we then get a commercial break. Sony makes small products for small people. Walkie-talkies, Walkman stereos, and cassette recorders. Especially made for kids. I like Yoni. I like Tony. The word I love is my first Tony. It won't be your last. After the break, the girls are with Miss Wentworth, and they're playing Zach's subliminal messages, which include that Zach is a blonde Tom Cruise, he's a 10, and he's perfect in every way. Kelly is then guilty that she dumped Slater in front of everyone, while Lisa is sicked out about begging Screech to be her tiger man. Jesse suggests that the teacher busts Zack, but the teacher has a different idea. We go to later on as the teacher finishes her lesson on subliminal advertising as Screech and Zack high-five each other on how they benefited from it. Yep. The teacher then takes questions and Jesse asks if governments have ever used subliminal techniques to control people's thoughts. And the teacher says that there have been cases. Jesse asks if it's ever backfired on them, and Zach appears curious from behind. He's, he's, now he's listening intently. The teacher tells the class that during an election in Italy, the ruling party placed hidden messages in pizza commercials. And when people found out about it, they rioted. And Zach then begins to worry. Belding then comes on over the PA system, and he tells the school that they're going to take a break from learning. And he says that uh, from now on, they're going to play a hit song every day to make school more enjoyable. And he thanks Kelly Kapowski for loaning him her Beau Revere tape as Zach begins to panic. Jesse, what are you saying? I'm saying Zach Morris is a 10. Jesse, sit down. Take me to the dance. Oh. Uh, I'm everything uh-huh. a girl dreams of. <clears throat> is everything all right, Jack? Oh, yes, Miss Wentworth. Everything's fine. Go to the dance with me, Zach. I'm going to the dance. No, you're going to the no, Keep your hands off him. It's mine. Hands Zach. 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 Z-Man. Take your hands off him. He is mine. 
Yeah, you tell her. Yes, I love it. Another classics bit. Slater, Slater was just awesome. He's going to the dance with me. <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> oh, we quickly go to Belding's office when Zach runs in and he tells Belding that he needs to turn the song off. Zach confesses that he placed hidden messages in the tapes. Now everybody wants him. Belding doesn't buy and he tells Zach that he looks like a blonde Tom Cruise. Belding then offers Zach some flowers as Zach tries to leave, but he's stopped at the door by Miss Wentworth, who's uh, pretty tasty, by the way. Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, and the girls are there, too, and Zach begs everybody to stop loving him. Miss Wentworth then reveals that she has the actual subliminal message tape, while the one Belding played was the untampered with tape, as it was all a plot to get back at Zach. Belding then reminds Zach that he has a meeting with Zach and his mother tomorrow, and we get the credits of this classic He's Going With Me episode, The Thought Bubble, Barbara Bush. One of the all-time great episodes, man. This one, The Zach Tapes. Go back and watch it. It might be available on YouTube. Go check it out. It's lovely. Uh, anyway, that was Movie Buddy Episode 7. SerialGrapeJuice.com, I'm Nairby on Twitter, I'm Nairby on Instagram, I'm Nairby on uh, Subliminal Messages, Nairby's awesome with a great ass, go there and listen to my great ass and watch my great ass, yeah, also on my, on my great ass is also on, on Twitch, you want to check out my great ass, Subliminal Messages, yeah, go to Twitch, Nairby do, N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O, I play games on there with my great ass, yeah, <laughs> anyway, stay tuned next time for the, as we recap the final two episodes of Saved by the Bell Season 1, Entitled King of the Hill and Save the Tiger. King of the Hill is an interesting one as we uh, go back and we see how uh, Slater first arrived at Bayside. So, yeah. Which is interesting. That was supposed to be the original first episode of Season 1, but uh, they aired them uh, in this order. And also Save the Tiger. So, yeah. Go there. Bayside Buddy as well as Degrassi Buddy also available on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud via CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. Spread the word. I got a great butt. You know, all that subliminal stuff. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>